Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast, giving you the best tips on achieving the perfect renovation whilst making it as fun, safe, and as cost-effective as possible by hearing from experts in the industry and people that have been through the experience themselves. Let me introduce your host, four times award winner of world-leading interior design website, House, and over 16 years in the industry, renovating just over 250 properties, James Woodham. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Property Renovation Podcast. My name is James, and welcome to this episode. I really hope that you've been having a good weekend, doing any DIY uh, in your home, maybe you've got a cr- great project on right now. Um, don't keep it all to yourself. Come into our Facebook group and show your before and after photos. If you've got any questions, you can ask the community. I'm sure someone will help you out. And to get in there, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the property renovation podcast. Now, on today's episode, I was speaking to Mike Edwards, who's the founder of DIYDoctor.org.uk. Now, it's a website that's been around for about 20 years, almost 20 years, creating, uh, created by a builder, Mike, and he just wanted to do one thing, and that was to help homeowners across the UK to renovate easier, better, more confidently with the knowledge of saving people money. It was really nice to have that chat with him because we've got a similar vision, and I wanted to hear from him to see what impact that he has been making to people and what experience experiences he has had as well and to be able to keep going for like 20 years is a great achievement in my eyes very inspiring person who quite simply has made has probably made an improvement to hundreds if not thousands of homeowners i hope that you enjoy this episode if you like what we do don't forget check out our website because this episode like all of the others will tra- be transcribed and posted on there, along with any downloads or links that we mention in the show in each episode. And if you feel like this episode can help one of your friends, maybe a family member, then share it on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you can do, um, because we will continue doing this. We will continue uh, making more and more episodes and hopefully saving people loads and loads of money on their projects as well so without any more of me listen to mike it's a great interview thank you very much okay so mike welcome to the podcast very glad to have you on thank you pleased to be here so um mike you've been doing this uh, diy doctor uh, for quite some time, and um, I just wanted to know why you've been doing it. Why? Why did you start this? Um, well, a, a couple of things happened. Um, more and more people on site were asking us if they could save money by doing some of the work themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I began to think, you know, what this DIY, this DIY thing's really catching on. Um, home base had just launched it in those days in 97, 96, 97. They used to be owned by Sainsbury's. It was Sainsbury's home base. B&Q was up and running. Um, There was an awful lot of DIY going on, and we were hearing tales about uh, we were getting quite a bit of work from people who had um, started jobs themselves, hadn't realized their limitations and got into trouble. Um, So we were getting quite a bit of work from there. And then um, one day I was working for a client, and I had to get a bit of timber from uh, a DIY store. 
Mm-hmm. And I went there um, to, to, to get the timber and I spoke to a young lad whose product knowledge was zero. Yeah, right. Um, it, it wasn't his fault. Nobody had trained him. They gave him a nice uniform and said, uh, you know, be nice to the customers. And that was it. He had no idea what he was selling. Um, so I rather cheekily wrote to the company and I said, I've had a disastrous store, uh, disastrous experience in one of your shops. You know, I only wanted a piece of, um, four by two and the guy had no idea what I was talking about. And for X amount of money a year, I will put one of my builders in your store one day a week and your customers can come and, um, ask that builder exactly what they need for what product, for what project, um, the materials and the tools that they will need to do it. Um, I said to them, you know, your, your, your custom, you'll be doing something nobody else is doing. Your returns will go down. Um, and your staff will be learning at the same time. So, um, I didn't expect to hear back from them. It was a really cheeky letter and an extraordinary amount of money. But, um, <laughs> the, the funny as serendipity would have it, I was driving home that day. And this is uh, about January 98 now, 1998. Uh-huh. Um, and an advert came on the radio for this newfangled internet thing. Um, that said websites for 99 quid a year or something. And I didn't know anything about the internet at all, but um, only a sort of a, a broad overview. Mm. But I had a friend of mine who was a techie, and I phoned him up and I said, listen, can people, if people went on to a website, would they be asked, able to ask questions from that website um, to one of, that, one of my tradesmen? And he said, yeah. He said, that you can do that in real time via this sort of email medium on a, on a form on the website. Um, so I thought, oh, that's interesting. So um, in the in the meantime, I suppose this took a couple of weeks, but in the meantime, I actually did hear back from Homebase, and they said, yeah, please come and talk to us about this DIY doctor idea uh, with one of your guys in our store. And I said, well, it's changed a little bit now because we can do it virtually. All you need is a, um, you know, you, you just need a computer on your customer service. Your customers can come to you, ask the question, you email us in real time, if you give us a product catalogue, we can tell them what they need for each particular job so we can deal with, with quite a lot more. Um, and they liked that idea. I went up to see them in their head office. Um, we kicked the idea around for a couple of hours, and, and I came away um, with the badge of being Homebase's DIY doctor on a, a three-month three, three free trial period, Right. Um, which we did. They put us on their website. I set the guys up and, um, you know, and we, in the three months, we answered something like two and a half thousand questions. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't party to the information on how many products we sold on their behalf, if you like. Uh We certainly recommended at least one product for every email. So I'm assuming they made lots of money. But when I went back to them to talk about a fee, they told me that we were such a small organization and they were such a big fish that uh, we should be paying them for the coverage they were giving my tiny website. Um, I can't tell you what I told them. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm, we got I'm, out I'm, of <laughs> I'd, taken, I'd taken my techie mate with me in case they asked me any technical questions. Sure. So um, we, we walked out, and, and you can get a, an idea of what I'd said to them because we walked out of that office, and he looked at me, and he said, did you really say that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was the end of that, and I made up my mind to go independent then. I, I mean, I realized from the 2,500 questions that we'd answered that this mm. could be. This could work quite well. That big, yeah. Yeah. So we launched DIY Doctor in, um, I think, November 2000. It finally launched. By the time I had a website built properly, and um, and we did some market research, we did a bit of PR stuff, and we went to a few home building shows, handing out leaflets, telling people that there was a free DIY advice website mm-hmm. in the offing. 
Um, so, so we launched officially in November 2000. Um, and we now entertain about a million people a month on the website. So, um, it's, that's, that's it's not cool. bad, is it? That is quite, bad. quite good fun. I mean, just going back to when you said about people starting jobs themselves, um, and then realizing, you know, things are a bit more complex and then they're, yeah. they're you know, I still find that today, honestly, like, um, why do, why do you think that is? Why do you think people think, right, I'm going to do this myself and then do actually find out that it's a bit difficult? Do you think they just want to have a good go at it? Yeah, I, I think it, you know, it, it, I, I've never been able to pin down the absolute answer. I mean, some of it is arrogance that, that we've all suffered from at some yeah. point, either believing something's a lot more simple than it actually is. Hmm. Um, some of it is down to the TV programs where they build complete new houses in nine days or something and then start painting on wet plaster and um, and all of that stuff. And it, it makes it look very, very simple. Some of it's, um, you know, people on the the internet, if you log on to any forum, somebody, some clown is going to tell you that it really is a piece of cake putting an RSJ across a room. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that the perception is that, that construction work in all of its forms, unless, unless weirdly you're doing a motorway or something, I think that domestic construction work is seen as a relatively easy, low qualification occupation, if you like. You know, yeah. builders, builders don't get treated with a massive amount of respect mm-hmm. um, unless the homeowner is fully aware that they're, you know, they are actually involved in something quite complex. So I, I think it's a, it's a mixture of a lot of things that give sure. the impression that people can do these things themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think that would ever go, really, to be honest with you. I think no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you know until they've had a disaster, or or hopefully not a disaster, yeah. but until they've, until they've actually started costing themselves money rather than saving money. Mm. Um, you know, they're not they're not going to stop, and, I, and, I, and that's like you know, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely don't mind people having a go at the stuff um, that they can do, but it seems to be that rather than you know when we started building. Um, you, you took an apprenticeship and you, and you had to practice whatever you did, whether it was mitering a kitchen unit or plastering a wall. Mm-hmm. You did the same thing day in, day out, and day in and day out for, for two or three years, you know, yeah. um, to, to get as skilled as, as, we, as we've got. And yet people insist, even rather than going and buying an offcut and practicing a mitre, they will start their, their, their venture into DIY by cutting a hundred piece, a hundred quid laminate worktop. Yeah, <laughs> and wondering why it's all gone wrong, you know. Instead of instead of instead of getting a a, a two quid lump of timber and practicing a mitre, they actually they yeah. practice on the finished product, which yeah. is farming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's talk about the name. Um, so, how did you come up with DIY Doctor? Tell us. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, it's it, very you know, niche and very appropriate. But. I, I, it came into my head, and and it was it was a result really of. A number of things, you know, talking to people and they'd said, um, you know, we, we ran a building company that we, we didn't believe in doing work for customers unless we could resolve their problem. You know, I think that when, when a client comes to you, they've got a problem that needs solving, whether it's a, a positive problem, like they want a new kitchen and they're not quite sure of the shape. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we call positive problems or a negative problem where they've got a drip coming from somewhere and they're not quite sure where it's all leaking. Yeah. So. You know, we resolved rather than, than cost the client money and keep experimenting, dealing with the effect rather than, you know, you can deal with a drip by putting a cloth underneath it. 
Yeah. You know, you've <laughs> to stop the noise. So you've dealt with the effect, but you haven't got to the cause. So we resolved to try and get to the cause every time. And that involved obviously a bit of, um, um, yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> a bit of diagnosis, a bit of thoughts, you know, about how could, how many things could this be? And then narrowing them down and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it kind of got to the diagnosis thing, which, which, you know, so one of the, I think one of the customers must have said to me at one point, Oh, it's a little bit like being a doctor or whatever, you know, and, and it just came into my head and, um, and it, and it fitted. So, um, yeah, there, there was, there was no massive, we was, didn't spend a fortune with a PR company or anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> but was there any, was there any other names that you were considering at the time? Do you think? Not really. No, it no. just, it, it just literally came into my head with that. I was just thinking about, so what can I call this service? Yeah. Um, and then I thought, you know, what do we do? And, and then uh, all, all of the things that we had, we had spoken about as a, as a team about what yeah. we wanted to do and what we wanted to achieve. Hmm. And then this customer saying, Oh, a little bit like a doctor. And, and it ah, just, yeah. and that was yeah. it really. So, yeah. Okay. And so what type of services do DIY doctor offer? We are, it's a strictly web-based um, situation where you can come to us and look at any one of our pages, which are full of projects that we've either done ourselves mm-hmm. or we've been and photographed other people doing. Um, and you, if you use the search box in Google, we come fairly high on most of the keywords that people type in, or you can use the search box on our site and we have built houses from top to bottom um, and taken all of the different operations involved in building that house and put them on different pages in the site, for example. So you can, you can go and find out how, um, how to build a foundation for any given uh, scenario, if you like. I mean, we, we, we focus largely on not just the how-to, but the why. Why is it done this way? So that people actually get an understanding of their house and why it's built the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you understand why it's put together that way, there's a really good chance that if something goes wrong, you've got a better idea of how to fix it. Yeah. So any operation, you know, putting in doors and windows, replacing doors and windows, fixing gutters, fixing fascia boards, um, putting in soakaways, what are French drains? How do they work? Land drains. You know, what, what tips and types of bricks are there? What sort of roof tiles are there? How do you lay bricks? How do you lay blocks? So, you know, construction of a house in, in many, many forms on different pages all the way through the site. So that every part of it is there, you know, how to, how to repair a broken copper pipe or burst copper pipe or, you know, how to install a, a, an air admittance valve. All of those things are on the site. So anything that you would find that you needed to do when you were building a house, you will find on the website. Um, if you don't feel that we've covered your question in its entirety, maybe you've got something a little bit different, then you can go onto our forum and ask the question there. Um, and nothing gets published on our forum for uh, about 24 hours while our guys have a look at it to make sure there's no swearing or there's no, you know, there's no people aren't having arguments in between themselves or whatever. Sure. Um, so we monitor those questions. We keep an eye on it to see how long it stays unanswered. We have a, uh, a rather clever system that pops up um, questions that haven't been answered for a couple of weeks. I think it is. Okay. Um, and then we go in and we'll answer that so that there's an answer on the on the forum. Um, so you you can get all of the information that you need for pretty much. You know, I, I'm I'm sure after 20 years, I think I'm right in saying 
um, that there's, you know, we, we've covered just about everything. I mean, somebody's going to surprise me tomorrow now I've said that, but, um, you know, that, that there's not much information that we haven't got on there from questions that we've been asked over the last 20 years. And that's amazing. I mean, it's an extensive amount. It's not easy to do that, I don't think, to keep all of that information, keep updating it. Um, but it's, it's a good achievement over the amount of years you've been doing it for. Well, thank you. Well. Yeah, we've had a, had a lot of guys that, you know, all of our guys are fairly articulate. And, you know, when we go and do a job in real life, because we run a building company as well mm. uh, on the back of DIY Doctor called Foundations Up, we, we operate in the southwest. Right, England. So we're on any number of projects, you know, in any in any one month, and so we've got lots of photographs and lots of videos going up onto YouTube as well. I think we've got about five or six hundred videos up mm-hmm. um, on YouTube. So and they they're streamed back to the website on some of the project pages and some of the some of the reviews that we do for for tools that come to the market and that sort of stuff. So. Sure. You know, there's a lot of people doing it. There's not, you know, it's not just me sitting there with my pen and paper all the time. It's um, you've got a good team behind you. Oh, massively, yeah. And I mean, all of the tradesmen that I've worked with. I mean, I had a building company for 15 years before I started DIY Doctors. So mm. all of those guys have stayed friends. Um, you know, some of them are still working for me, and um, yeah. and they they all write and they all contribute in one way or another. Um, and we've got it. Even got a couple of guys in the office that. Because they've worked with us for so long, they can, you know, they can take a product home if, if somebody like DeWalt sends us something yeah. um, and says, what do you think of that? Okay. And, and then we'll, you can give it a review. Yeah. And then we give it to a review from somebody who's never used a drill before and said, yeah. you know, is this the one that you would choose if you, if you were going to buy a drill and, and mm. get a proper review? You know, not, not something that somebody's paid money for just to, just to, to elevate the product. We, yeah. them and we, we run them into the ground and see if they're going to do the job. <laughs> um what's been your most popular um website page or what's been your most popular question you keep on getting asked do you think if without you could... a doubt the, the most popular is about skin plastering skin plastering yeah everybody wants to know i, I don't know whether it's because of the in the 70s everything was covered in artex Mm-hmm. Um, I think loads of people are. How beautiful, um, how beautiful that looked! Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've lost count of the number of ceilings that we've uh, plastered. <laughs> okay. That's that's a massive, um, that's a massive one. The the other really really big one um, is about wiring lights and switches or adding sockets to the house mm-hmm. when when people move in. I mean, especially now in the computer age, people are people are realizing you can't just have. A computer, you've got to have about eight double sockets to handle the scanner and the. That's it. You know everything else, the printers and chargers and whatever. So yeah, um, that, they're the, they're the two really big ones on a construction level. Um, but the other one that's as big as the other two is about how to get the right kind of tradesman, how to avoid the cowboy builders. So they're the three big. They're the three big questions. What's your opinion? I want to go a bit deep on the terms of um, the cowboy builders because there are definitely some out there. Um, and it makes, I per- personally think that it makes it a lot harder for genuine good building companies to make a living because of yeah. that. Um, but I can't quite seem how someone can actually feel like good about doing something bad in someone's house and then like literally not contacting them, disconnecting completely and leaving that homeowner to suffer that. 
Have you been through a situation like with working with someone to repair something that you? Could oh goodness me! Many many times, James. Many many times, people yeah. have come to onto a job and you know they've given the customer a quote, started the job, realised it wasn't as easy as they thought it was, and just literally walked off. You know, sometimes with a deposit, sometimes without, but just yeah. to, you know. And some of the work that we've had to put right has been, oh, it's been horrendous, absolutely horrendous. <laughs> you know, the, the, there are a number of, of road trucks. I don't even like, to be honest, I don't like calling them cowboy builders because it implies that they are builders in one form or another and they're sure. not. They're, they're just criminals. They're just rogues. They're con men and they're, they're, it's just awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it gives the rest of us, you know, we, we all get tarred with that brush. Homeowners are very, very wary. Yeah. Very, very wary. And, and rightly so. You know, once you've been, I think it, the latest stats show that one in four homeowners has been ripped off in one way or another by some sort of home, uh, builder. Mm. It's that's pretty massive. hard. Yeah, it is. Five percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary, scary stuff. So we've got a section on the website devoted to just that. It's called home improver protection yeah um you can download a free building contract which is a watertight contract uh in and of itself um but it's also what we call an icebreaker there are 14 pages of notes that come in the back of the contract and we suggest that you sit down with the builders that you've chosen to interview mm-hmm. um, and go through every page with them and the good builders will stay in fact they'll have answered the questions like can I see your public liability insurance? They're, they'll probably, the good ones will have properly offered you that before you've even asked. Before it. you started, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, so yeah. lots and lots and lots of tips to get the, the good guys. The bad guys will just get up and leave. Like they won't, you know, things like, I mean, talking about public liability insurance, you know, I mean, the cowboys are all short timers. They're trying to get three or 400 quid out of you. Yeah. And then move on to another customer and rip them off and then keep moving on. Sooner or later, they're going to run out of people. Yeah. Um, and questions like, you know, uh, we, we've, we've heard of a couple of cases where, you know, the, the homeowner on our advice has said, can I see your public liability insurance? And the, the guy has said, um, well, I haven't actually got any. I've never been asked for it, but I'm happy to go out and get some if you'd like. Well, yeah. even that, even that shows that the guy is a bit of a short termer because we don't buy our public liability insurance for the client. We buy it in case something goes wrong, and it, it allows me to claim on the insurance and still feed my family. Yeah, it's peace of mind. Peace yeah, of mind. peace of That's... mind. That's what we've got it for. Um, so if your guy hasn't already got it, then he's already a bit of a short term. So don't use him. Yeah. I feel that homeowners get very intimidated, though, you know, because you're, Definitely. Keeping, you're in, you've got them in your home. and. Yeah. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, so it's, it's always good to. I would recommend anyone to to go onto your site. I mean, I'm glad that we're doing sort of a similar thing, but it's it's providing homeowners with that education. Yeah, absolutely. To to, to do that, so great. Yeah, d- download the contract and read the contract yeah. thoroughly, and it will give you all of the tips that you need to know to all of the questions you need to ask that guy. That's a fantastic idea, actually. How? When did you put that on your website? It's been up there in one form or another for about five or six years now. Okay, so you've just been revising. It's, it it's been time. through a couple of iterations, but the you know as different things have been pointed out to us, so we've changed it. But brilliant. Um, the the point of it really is to make sure that you're asking the right questions, and we stress very very much that it's your home, it's mm. your responsibility to do yeah. this. Yeah. 
You know, don't just go to yellow pages, grab somebody off off the page and then expect them to take responsibility for your house. No. Mike, I, I mean, if it was okay with you, I'd like to be putting a, a link on our blog that can go straight to that contract, maybe. By all means, please yeah. do, yeah. Please okay, do. so I picked that up. Um, I did want to just ask if you've ever been hired as a result of someone being on your website looking at your stuff. If that, if oh, that loads happened. of times, yeah. 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 We're doing a ladies – well, we've been back four times to the same house in Bath now because the lady it, – it actually, it wasn't – oh, yeah, it was the website. She saw the website. She saw I was doing some presentations at the Home Building and Renovation Show um, in London at the XL. Okay. Um, and she came up to see the presentations and then came to see me afterwards and said that, you know, I know you're in the Southwest. Would you be interested in pricing some work for us down there? So, so we have, Brilliant. and we've done lots for her and, and there's still more to do. So yeah, you know, we, if it, if it, um, if it works for, for both parties, you know, yeah. if they're, if they're prepared to pay for whatever traveling's involved and that sort of stuff, then, you know, we're certainly we would, uh, we would do that. Fantastic. Good. All right. Um, what's been your most satisfying story? Um, someone like changing someone's life as a homeowner. Would, would, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, there, there was, <laughs> there's been, there's been quite a few where we've had, I mean, we've done simple things. I, we were talking about this to my chippy just now, mm. Sim, a couple of simple things that we, a patio that we did that, um, a woman had a, a garden that um, it was just completely overgrown all over the place. And, and and I got a friend of mine to come in and and do me a bit of a design on the back of a fag packet um, to say, okay, this, this is possible. And I, I went through it with her and she said, yeah, okay, we'll give it a go. And we finished. Um, and I, and I, she came out and she was so excited every time something new happened. Um, and and I went in to see her at the end, and I just said, "There we go. Are you pleased?" And she just put, she literally put her arms around me, burst into tears, and said, "It's better than I could ever imagine." And and it's days like that when you think, Do "You know what? This is just the most amazing job." It, it was just really lovely. Yeah. But, um, but I think the most satisfying on a construction level was a job that we got called to where um, the, the floor was constantly squeaking, um, and apparently this woman had had about a dozen builders in and they'd all come up with different versions of the same thing putting different screws in the floor and um strengthening some joists or, or whatever you know all of the sort of things that you would normally do with a squeaking floor but it carried on squeaking <laughs> um and we went in there and we spent a good two two and a half hours on our hands and knees um examining the walls and the floor and and then i found that um underneath one of the stud walls in the property upstairs there was a tiny gap between the skirting and the floor mm. um, and i put a bit of a crow i put a crowbar a pry bar underneath in that gap and just levered it down a bit and i could hear the squeaking and the bottom plate the, the bottom timber of the stud wall called the sole plate had been nailed to the wooden floor before they built the stud wall um, and over the years, that nail had pulled out. So it didn't matter where you trod on that floor, this nail moved. It was only about a millimeter, but it was the nail that was making the squeaking noise. Gosh. Um, in, in the floor. <laughs> it took us two and a half hours to find I was just that. about to ask, how long did that take to, to, to figure that out? It took about two and a half hours to find it. We were literally on our hands and knees examining this, this noise rather than saying, okay, the floor is squeaking. Yeah, we can hear that, but where? exactly yeah. where is it squeaking so there were three of us on our hands and knees listening to the floor while somebody else walked along and then we narrowed this squeaking down to this stud wall 
um, and then found this nail. So we just got a reciprocating saw um, underneath, underneath between the floor and the, and the sole plate, cut the nail off, mm. glued a couple of timber wedges underneath, and it hasn't moved since. So um, that that was really satisfying. Where you know she was at her wits' end because she'd had about a dozen guys in. I don't know how much they'd charged each time, but she'd spent a lot of money trying to stop this thing squeaking. And she, she, it was about four years she was living with that. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. God. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is very, very satisfying. As soon as you see the smile on a homeowner's face after you've, yeah. you've transformed something, it's, um, it does. It gives you a big buzz, and that buzz doesn't go for a very long time. No, that's right. I mean, it's, it's one of the – there's no – you know, I think I've said to a lot of people, builders are, are children. We're, we're all kids, you know, and I think – you know, when we've done a good job, it's like your three-year-old coming home with a picture that, that he's done at school that he wants you to put on the fridge. Yeah. You know, we... <laughs> we like look, making stuff. Yeah, look, look, I mean, look what I've done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting that recognition is, 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 is great. It's very, very rewarding. Mm. Okay, have you, have you ever come across a story where you feel like a homeowner has been given wrong or misleading information by a building company? If you could tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at your the the brief, and and, and um, yeah, hundreds. I mean, literally hundreds over the over the. I mm. don't know how long I've been doing it now—35, 40 years, whatever. Hundreds of people have have been misdiagnosed. Um, you know, some of the the glaring ones. You know, a, a lady that we went to work for has been told that she had to her her property had to be re-rendered, and it had to have this, and it had to have that because she had rising damp in an upstairs bedroom yeah you know which you know, apart from anything else it's physically impossible rising damp won't go above above four foot from the ground so um you know just lies just lies to get the work and i think you know i don't know how many how many times we've been to to look at showers and baths that have leaked over the years, and and the the guy who's who's done the job has just simply applied more and more silicon over the silicon that's already there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that those kind of things. I mean, literally hundreds of jobs that simply haven't been done properly with any care at all, or you know, not not even not even made an attempt to to do it properly. That's what I don't understand. Is you know, it's quite obvious when you look at some of the mess that they've left. They're never going to get called back in a million years. So, you know, the, sooner or later they have to run out of customers because you can't keep doing that for people. Yeah. yeah. Could you give any advice, like, to any homeowner that's listening now, like, to avoid being given wrong or misleading information? Yeah, research. Just have a look. I mean, come on to DIY Doctor and ask the forum or drop us an email and say, you know, this is the problem that I've got. What what is the best solution for it? And you know, if you put it on the forum, people will come back with a few other questions and say, "Well, you know, what sort of floor? What's your substructure? What floor have you got? What walls have you got? Or whatever is is required to get the best answer." And um, and do a bit of diagnosis yourself because it, it's you know, with a good builder. Yeah, you can take their word for it, but you don't. You know, you don't know whether you've got a bit of good builder straight away. So you need to be looking for the. But this is what our contract says. You know, you need to have some idea of what the answer should be. Mm. You know, and if if the if the builder gives you the answer that you know to be in the right sort of ballpark, as it were, 
um, okay, you're on to a good one. But if it's a completely different answer, then you've got the wrong guy. So spend a bit of time on it. Anything, you know, if you're going to spend any money in your home, spend some time to make sure you spend it wisely. I think it's uh, the, it's the best feeling ever. I think for a homeowner to um, question the builder um, because they have so much knowledge from that research that they have. Yeah, it, it must feel you know very good, and then coming across very confident as a homeowner as well, and yeah. then you're less likely to be uh, taken advantage of. Yeah, no, absolutely. You cannot have enough information. I mean, sometimes the information that you get on the, on the web is is dubious to say the least but you don't have to stick with that one piece of information you know spend some time on it i i just i don't understand homeowners that 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 don't do that you know they're they're really happy to go and get their car serviced every 20 minutes at three or four hundred quid a pop yeah you know, or, or or whatever else it is that they do regularly that costs quite a lot of money but your home's the biggest investment you're ever going to make and they seem to be willing to invite anybody in uh, without asking for any kind of assurances or insurances and, and let them wield their hungry hammer all over the place, you know? I think, I think. Um, I mean, you can agree with me, I probably, but um, I would say if you're ever thinking as a homeowner of bringing someone in to get some advice from anyway, um, then get, get, get it from a very amount of builders where they've maybe got five years' experience, but also... Get it from someone that's had 10 or 15 or yeah. 20 years experience because yeah. then you know for sure, um, you know. It's, uh, and, you know, I can't, you cannot disagree with that. I mean, one of the first, one of the first questions that we, uh, we get homeowners to ask in our contract is how long have you been trading? And if you've been trading less than a year. That's a good one, yeah. Then, you know, I, I, I won't use you unless you've been trading for longer than a year. Yeah. Because, yeah. You, A, you haven't got the experience, um, you know, and, and B, um, you, you're not gonna. You, you're, you're just not gonna. No, that, that's that's not quite true to say you're definitely not going to. But you know, the the if you go to any chamber of commerce, they will tell you that sixty percent of new businesses fail in their first year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a really good chance that that is because, and and the perceived wisdom is that that is because the guy has started trading as a builder because he once was, let's say, for example, a plumber. Yeah. And he might have been, he may have been a brilliant, brilliant plumber. Still is a brilliant, brilliant plumber, but that doesn't make him a businessman. No. And to be a successful builder, run a building company, you have to be a business person as well. You have to understand about overheads. You have to understand about profit. You have to understand that your core drill is going to break every three months and your mix is going to break and that's got to be replaced and somebody's got to pay for that. So yeah. you have to, you know, and yep. the, so the first question we ask them is how long have you been trading? Um, and the answer we want is more in the year. And the second question is, what happens when your mixer breaks on my job? You know, yeah. and the answer you want is, well, that, don't worry, my love, that's covered in our overheads, you know? Exactly. That, that's where extras come from. That's where the cowboys, something breaks, and then the cowboy will mysteriously find a squirrel's nest in your roof. That <laughs> coincidentally costs the same as your mixer. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. You know, they're the sort of things to be aware of, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, over the years, have you helped many people? I'm sure um, you've helped many people. I'm sure. But what do you feel are the most common questions you've asked? You've probably um, answered this previously, actually. Yeah, I, th I think you know the three that the big yeah. ones are the skin plastering, yeah, yeah, yeah. the lights and switches, and cowboy builders. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what's your opinion on a ballpark figure debate? 
<laughs> I, I, yeah, go on. We, we don't blame builders at all for for telling the customer over the phone that it's going to be about 15 grand or whatever it is because it costs a lot of money to go out and quote for jobs. There's, there's no question about that. Mm. However, we look at it slightly differently in so much as I don't know and it and it's slightly arrogant, I guess, but I make no apologies for that. But I don't know. I certainly don't want to work for every customer I've ever met. That's for sure. No. Okay. Um, you know, we're we're fairly astute people. I think most builders are. We meet an awful lot of people in the course of a month, uh, and there there are people that I wouldn't work for. It didn't matter how much you paid me. Yeah. And and I can't work that out unless I've been with them face to face in their home. Um, and talk to them about the job that they want doing and the likely costs or whatever. And you absolutely get a feeling immediately of whether you want to work for these people. And, and if you do, whether you're likely to be paid because there are, we've talked a lot about cowboys. Um, but there are as many cowboy customers who, who would like a silk purse from the sales ear. And, and we need to whittle them out as well. And, and I, I can't afford to work for them. I can't afford for, for my guys to be working really hard all week. And then, and then the, um, the homeowner come up with one reason or another for not paying. Mm. Um, so we, we need to, we, we, we always go to price a job fully. Um, but it be before we sit down at home or in a office and spend the three or four or five hours that it takes to price that job. We visit them purely to find out whether or not this relationship is going to work, because that's really important. You know, when when we're, ne- we're never going to be best friends, probably, and we're certainly not going to marry each other. But we need to know whether we can work with each other. Absolutely, and uh, that, you know that's the reason that we we go and see them, and and you know most of the time it, it's perfectly okay, and we're we're prepared to spend that time quoting because. We, we get about one in four of the jobs that we go and price. And so the other three, uh, the one, the one that we get or the, you know, the, 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 the three in 12 that we get pay for the time that, um, that we've spent. It's another form of overheads, really. You know, that time is added to the, to the 30 or 40 jobs we do as a company, as a team yeah. throughout the year. So we, we cover our costs on the, on the, on the wasted time, but it, it's absolutely vital for us to go and find find out whether not only whether we can work with the people involved but whether they actually you know whether they get on with us yeah no you know, sometimes you're on a job for three four or five months so it's a it's a great idea to try and get on together <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about that so um talking about helping the homeowner again and then maybe there's someone out there listening how what's the what is the one thing they should not do or should not ask that would scare the living daylights out of a builder to not want to quote something like that. Cause you think of anything that they um, should not do. It, yeah. I mean, it's generally the, the, the things that make my hackles rise. Um, if you like it are, you know, when people say things like, can you go? Oh, yeah. Can you give us a quick vote for that? That shouldn't take long at all. It's really easy. Ah, Okay. You know, and, th- and I'm thinking, you know, you've already got a preconception of what's involved in this job mm. with, with, you know, and maybe you have got some idea. I don't know, but you know, and if it is an easy job, I'll, I'll agree with them. I say, yeah, you're right. You know, so that, that, that's not difficult at all. But you know, we've been told that about retaining walls in gardens and things like that, you know, where, 
um, getting it wrong could be extraordinarily expensive. And, uh, you know, and the customers say, oh, well, that's, not how, that's just a few blocks. That's going to take you five minutes. <laughs> so, you know, oh, my word, you know. And you know that the minute you give a quote, they're going to faint or something and they're going to yeah. – uh, so yeah. you know it's a complete waste of time pricing for it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's it's generally not a good idea to 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 tell the builder that his job's easy. Um, that's not going to build a really great relationship. No, absolutely not. No, you put that right on the nail there. Good. Okay. Um, so I know that you get asked to attend some of these trade shows up and down yeah. the country. What what is it that you like about them? I personally love the. I mean, I'm a, I'm a kind of people person anyway, um, but. I love the idea that we get so many people coming onto the website for different reasons and it gives them an opportunity to see that we're not just another one of these because we, we, you know, we, we visit, if you like, but I suppose that's the right word. We visit hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of websites uh, a month um, about for different products, different information, talk to different people or whatever. Mm. And a great many of them have the most amazing facade. They, they, the website is absolutely wonderful. It's, it's clearly cost a fortune, but there's nobody there. Yeah. Nobody answers the phone. Um, and if, if they do, it's on a, on a voice, uh, transfer to a mobile or something. Right. And you kind of know that behind this massive image that this website gives, there's two people in a broom cupboard somewhere. <laughs> um, and you wonder whether the customer service is going to be as good as, as the website would, would, would give you the impression that it's going to be. And so I love the idea that we can turn up at a trade show and anybody that wants to come and see us can see that there are real tradesmen, real genuine people, people. Yeah. genuine people behind this website doing what we say we're going to do. Um, and, yeah, I, I love that. And it, and it builds really strong relationships. Between, you know, I, I love it. I, mean, people, I actually got asked to... We did the uh, home building renovation show in um, – that was the Excel Stadium in London last year, and I, and I was in Tesco's across the road um, getting some getting something for tea, and, and the security guy came over and said, oh, you're DIY doctor, aren't you? Can I have a selfie? <laughs> Brilliant. You're a bit of a celebrity then. Yeah, I looked at him and I said, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it's that kind of thing. If you take away the ego part of that, it's, it's the fact that – People see you as a as a as a real organisation, not just this this web presence that 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 could be or may be made up or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, it's just meeting the people that that effectively pay our wages and saying thank you to them. I suppose. Mm. Okay, no, that's good. And um, so, probably two more two more questions I've got for you. Um, let's just reiterate a little bit more about back to the homeowner and giving them a bit of advice. So, yeah. what do you think most homeowners? Where do you think most home, homeowners go wrong during a renovation? Uh, generally, they they don't have a, if if they're working with a builder. Are we talking about working with a builder or doing yeah. it themselves? I yeah. think um, let's do both. Let's do both. Yeah. If, they, yeah. well, I mean, if they're with a builder, they don't they don't use a contract. They they assume too much. The the three worst words you can ever hear between a builder and a client when the job's finished, the, the three worst words are, but I thought, mm. you know, because that means people have been making assumptions all the way through the contract without any clear, or any clear idea of what should actually be happening. You know, but I thought the front door was at the other end of the building, but I thought the roof tiles were brown and 
Yeah. You know, the, a contract is the biggest, biggest mistake that homeowners make when they're working with builders. They should insist on a contract, go through it with the builder, and absolutely everything should be clear cut a day, a week, a month, a year before you start the job. Absolutely. Both yeah. parties should know exactly what's expected of them. Mm-hmm. And it will run smoothly. And go um, for it with a fine-tooth comb. I'd yeah, say. absolutely. Together, yeah. you know, it, it, people talk about the, the, the relationship being a, a sort of them and us type relationship sometimes, but the, a good builder and a homeowner have both got exactly the same objective, a mm-hmm. good job for the right price. You're both on the same side. You know, let's not keep any secrets from each other. This is This is how much I charge a day. Yeah. This is the cost of the materials. That this is what I'm going to pay for them. Um, you you would pay forty percent more than me. I get a discount. Okay, well I'm going to keep twenty percent of that discount um, for the fact that I've got to run backwards and forwards to the merchants. But I'm going to pass twenty percent of it on to you. Yeah. Okay. So you're still getting them cheaper than you could buy them for in your own. I've covered all my fuel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is the daily rate. I'm going to charge you. I'm going to add fifteen percent onto the job at the end of it. To cover the other overhead, the other overheads, the people I've got in the office, the blown tires, yeah. the van insurances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is what you're going to pay for. And this is what I'm going to do for you as a result of that. Mm. Why is that all a secret? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't get it. I, I think, but it's also sometimes homeowners do feel like they shouldn't be paying those kind of things. Yeah. Um, like even, you know, to cover their overheads. But I think yeah. personally, if they don't, then a company's running at a loss, uh, a building company's running at a loss, and they're going to try and squeeze on more jobs, Absolutely. do bad work, and rush the jobs and, you know, just to try and cover themselves. So, yeah. No, that's it. And, I mean, that's going back to the previous question about the ballpark yeah. figure. That's why we absolutely insist that we go and see the customer. Yeah. Because we tell them right at the start, this is what you're going to pay for. Yeah. You know, we might not be able to give them the exact figure there and then because it, you know, it might be a big job, but we tell them that we add overheads, you mm. know, because somebody has got to pay for our tools. Somebody's yeah. got to pay for our diesel. Yeah. You know, I can go and play golf all day and lose money. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go to work really, really hard to lose money, <laughs> believe me. That's, that's not the name of the game. Okay. Um, just for uh, the ben- like, our listeners, um, just in case you're actually hearing any noise in the background whilst we're talking here, is uh, we've got Mike in his van. He's actually taking the time out from a job. Um, that he's that he's at. So I just wanted to explain what that noise, that thumping was in the background. Yeah, apologies for that. There's all sorts going on on site. No worries. Um, okay, so listen. Um, if you started DIY Doctor all over again, yeah, what one thing would you do differently? I'd avoid home base like the plague. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. it. Really, okay. I, I don't think I'd do anything differently. I, we've had a wonderful, wonderful time, and it it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. Um, it's fantastic meeting people. It's great talking to people. I get to do the job that I enjoy. So, I, you know, I genuinely, I don't think I'd do very much different at all. That's good, Mike. Listen, I, I mean, honestly, genuinely, I cannot believe that um, there is you that, out there that's doing this. And you've actually had, you know, the, 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 the patience and the drive in wanting to, to grow something like that to actually help homeowners up and down the country. I think it's quite amazing. So it's a big, big... Big uh, pat on the back for you. Um, Thank you very much. How can people get in touch with you? Um, they can visit the website, www.diydoctor.org.uk. Mm-hmm. They can email us on info at diydoctor.org.uk, and that will get forwarded to me. Okay. 
Um, they can telephone our office on, oh my word, I can't, 08456 342179. Brilliant. They can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Fantastic. Good. I'm sure they will. They're probably hitting the, uh, the keys right now to the computer. <laughs> Good. All right, then. Um, listen, Mike, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. No uh, problem. And um, hopefully I'll speak to you again soon. Brilliant. Thank you, James. No worries. Take care. Take care. If you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home, then the Akiva Toolkit could be the solution you need. With its easy-to-use package of 10 documents, you are able to manage time, budget, and the communication between your builders and you to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time round. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first-time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today.